Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's Tom. I'm Mike, and uh, contributing much less than uh, before is Eric. Hey, yo. Um, with no Diamondbacks baseball to talk about, I suppose Eric's going to be sitting this one out. Um, I can still talk about my hatred of the Dodgers. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, they're up two to nothing on my Cubs. Um, game one. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite player, Yasiel Puig, was the hero. Uh, game two, it was Justin Turner with a three-run three walk-off home run. Uh, don't like that guy either. Yeah. I don't hate him nearly as much as I hate Yasiel Puig, but he's also not a favorite of mine. Yeah, Turner, I've never been big on Turner. He uh, he has a habit of kind of destroying the Cubs, which I'm not really happy about. Button up your jersey and brush uh, your beard, dude. <laughs> The Cubs are not alone in their misery, though. The uh, Yankees, Tom's Yankees. They're not my Yankees. <laughs> Tom's Yankees. I only picked them in this series because I picked them at the beginning to go to the World Series. Tom's Yankees. They're not. Uh, when we were kids, they were your Yankees. That's because I was a dumb kid. Now you're a dumb adult. Kids are dumb. Anyway. They say dumb things like, I like the Yankees. Um, Tom's Yankees have found themselves in a 0-2 hole against the Astros. Um, strong pitching for the Astros, uh, remains the story. Um, and, uh, I, I don't see either of these teams coming back at this point. I really don't. Um, the Cubs bullpen is in shambles. The Yankees hitters can't get anything going. Um, I, I think we're already headed for a Dodgers Astros world series. Go Astros. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, it is a couple games and the home teams won, in, you know, in all four cases. So I know the old the old cliche is it's not a series until the home team loses. So uh, you know the Yankees or Cubs could get back into it. I just uh, the way things are going, I don't expect it. Uh, huge problem for the Cubs. Chris Bryant cannot get it going. I wonder if he's uh, maybe tried harder, or if he could do that. You know, trying harder is not always the answer. Really, he also has to believe in himself. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. Um, actually, sometimes the uh, the solution is to take a step back and let the game come to you. And in that way, you are not trying harder. You are trying softer, I guess. Um, softer is the opposite of harder. So is easier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but neither of them make sense in this case. So I went with the funnier one. Um, 
Yeah, we'll Let's we'll do a softer try yeah. from now on. Um, we'll get more into the NLCS and ALCS, you know, next week once more games have been played and we know a little more about what's going on right now. Everything, you know, everyone has held serve. Um, right. The big thing uh, this past weekend. Well, one of the big things. Uh, I did not have a great week uh, of 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 sports. Um, I guess I, I I said earlier the. The bright side for me is that Notre Dame was on a bye week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the NBA hasn't started yet. Otherwise, my Dallas Stars are in last place. But they didn't my they Cubs. win they, night? They did. They beat the, they beat the Avs, so I mean. Yeah, but the Avs have been good yeah, so far yeah. this year. Um, yeah. My Stars have been in last place. My, uh, my Cubs are down 0-2. Uh, we're gonna jump into college football before we get into the big NFL story. Like I said, at least my Irish were off, so they didn't get to suffer a fate like many other ranked teams. Um, we wanna let's just go with the upsets first. What do you think? That's a long list. That is a long, long list. Uh, number ten Auburn. Uh, they were beaten by number oh no unranked LSU, twenty seven twenty three. Yeah, all the upsets are against unranked teams because no ranked teams That's played right. each other. That's right. Um, Memphis defeated number twenty-five Navy uh, by a final score of thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, that's Navy's first loss on a year. Um, which I mean, they were only twenty-five, so it's not like a huge upset. It's still an unranked team beating a ranked team. Yeah, but um, then again, you you think you know very few of the uh, group of five schools ever get to be ranked, and some of them are really good teams. Right. Uh, Memphis is five and one on the year now. Um, Arizona State. Defeated Washington thirteen to seven. I watched a little bit of that game after the Cub, after game one of the NLCS ended. Yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> this was not one of those low scoring because of good defense games. <laughs> this was some bad bad quarterback play. Um, Boise State upset San Diego State, and I called this one yeah. on our show last week as a possible upset. Uh, apparently, I could have said that about any of the games. Yeah, but I did call this one. Uh, shooting uh, fish in a very crowded football barrel. Right. Uh, yeah, they they beat number nineteen San Diego State. It was thirty-one to fourteen. Um, and uh, the two the two that I thought were the most shocking um, at the time three and three Cal uh, before the victory defeated number eight Washington State thirty-seven to three. Yeah, it was a that, that was a big lead. Thirty-seven to three over the number eight team in the land. Um, that was not. Uh, it was the biggest upset score-wise. Um, yes. As far as shock factor, uh, I do believe that we were looking at Syracuse beating number two Clemson twenty-seven to twenty-four as the biggest upset of the week. Yes. Um, Clemson lost uh, quarterback Kelly Bryant uh, to an injury, so that had a little bit to do with it. Um, he was replaced by Zarek Cooper. Um, who didn't play too terribly. No, uh, 10 of 14 for 88 yards. Um, and Bryant himself was uh, 12 of 17 for 116. Um, but the Clemson just they couldn't get it going against Syracuse's defense. Um, right. And uh, the the win brings Syracuse to 4-3. and three. Um, They're unlikely, uh, unlikely to build off of this. <laughs> they are still Syracuse. Well, yeah. Um, mean... But so at the end of the day, this mixed everything up in the rankings. Yes. Um, 
this uh, it's a big old mess. Yeah. Uh, Nobody knows what to do. Alabama stays at number one. Penn State has jumped to number two. Georgia's up to three. TCU at four. Uh, Wisconsin to five. OSU six. Clemson dropped to seven. Miami, Florida is at eight. Oklahoma at nine. Oklahoma State at ten. How do, how good does Oklahoma feel now that they got their loss out of the way a week earlier than these guys? Yeah. That they can now climb yeah, back they can, up. Uh, they can work their way up. Um Number 11, USC, 12, Washington, 13, Notre Dame, 14, Virginia Tech, 15, Washington State, 16, we have a tie, NC State and South Florida, number 18, Michigan State, number 19, Michigan. Uh, Michigan had a rough go of it themselves. Yeah, it was a close one um, down there in, uh, were they in Indiana, on Indiana or were they in the big house? They're in Indiana, yep. That uh, explains it. Yeah, they came away with the 27 to 20 win uh it was not a pretty game you it was know we, overtime wasn't it or was that another game it was no it was overtime okay. yeah you're right um you know we were friends with and family members with a lot of michigan fans and um they were it was pretty quiet there yeah for much of the day yeah they were not really talking too much until the game was ended and it was just a lot of relief um that they got through it tom and i were actually at a college football game um uh, yeah on saturday Would you tell the people where we were tom uh, we went all the way down to Louisville, Kentucky. Sorry, what was that? Louisville. Yeah, we went to, uh, we went down to see the Cardinals play uh, BC. Um, two and three, or two and four, or something, BC. Yeah, uh, three and four now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, BC came into Louisville and uh, came away with the 45-42 to 42 victory. It was a wild game. Thrilling is the word I would use if I had been thrilled by it. Were you were you at least titillated? Yeah, a bit. Um, I think it was just not having any vested interest in the game at all kind of dulls it a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, the the real reason we went down there was to see Lamar Jackson play. Um, and it, at at the at the beginning of the game, he came out, he looked sharp, marched him right down for a touchdown on the opening drive, um, and then it kind of hit a standstill. And we were kind of disappointed. We are like, hey, this is the Heisman Trophy winner. He should be giving us a little bit more than this. Um, and we we're, were getting a little bit disappointed. Uh, they were up by 14, but it just it didn't seem like he was the Lamar Jackson that we came to see. Yeah. Um, but uh, BC came storming back in the third quarter, uh, tied the game up, and eventually took a two-touchdown lead themselves. And that's when Lamar Jackson became Lamar Jackson. Um he finished the day. Uh, he did have 20 incompletions. He was 19 of 39. Um, there were a lot of drops. Yeah, uh, a lot of things over the middle that, that they hit the receiver's hands. And, you know, whether they were thrown high or just a little off or, you know, right on target, they were not coming down with the ball. Yeah. And that's something you need to do yeah. if you want to play football. Um, so he, uh, threw for 332 yards, two touchdowns, uh, ran the ball 22 times for 180 yards and three touchdowns, including one, uh, very impressive 41 yarder. Yeah. Um, and it, well, it was, it was really weird. I, if you had asked me at the end of that game, how many rushing yards he had, I would have said less than a hundred because every single time he was running, it looked like he was getting stopped. Yeah. It was, it was the three touchdowns. They were all long runs. Uh, but yeah, uh, aside from those three touchdowns, he was you know two yards to the right, three yards to the left, two yards up the middle. And it just seems like every every time he was uh, not seeing the hole that is there. And not seeing? No. Oh, not 
seeing me. Okay. And he just, you know, he was making the wrong cuts or whatever and, and getting tackled for short gains or losses. Right. Well, to, I mean, to BC's credit, they it looked like their game plan, you know, out of the gate was don't let Jackson run all over us. That seems like a good game plan, if yeah. you ask me. Um, and it, it was effective um, I mean, up until that fourth quarter. They, they did let him run all over them, but they uh, were also able to tear the defense of Louisville a new one. Um, yes, yeah, specifically, um, I want to I want to get his first name. I'm not. A.J. Dillon, uh, B.C.'s running back. Um, 39 carries, 272 yards, four touchdowns. The most impressive one was that 75-yarder. He was stopped at the line and threw the defender to the ground and then took off at full sprint. He was not having any of being tackled at all. Throughout the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been to a ton of NFL games, ton of college, ton of high school games. This was by far the most impressive run I've ever seen. He he was stopped. He was done for and just threw the man to the ground and took off. Yep. And it, it's the combination of throwing him to the ground and still having the energy to outrun everyone on the football field. It was just ridiculously impressive. We We took my 10-year-old son, and he just... He was getting excited through you know different parts of the game, and he was clapping and cheering here and there. But that was the that was the point where he just he really really got into it, and it was uh, fun to see him get so excited for a play like that. Uh, he's six foot, two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, but he's only six foot. That's not that tall to be two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, he's a big one. Um, which it was crazy to see him run that fast after the throwdown. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a, uh, crazy, crazy weekend in college and we got to experience some of it. Uh, BC winning on the field goal as time expired. Um, it'll be interesting going forward. Uh, I, I think we're looking at, I mean, Alabama is going to be there at the end of the year. Yeah. Unless they have some sort of freak meteor accident. Um, you get, or something. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to have to play Georgia eventually in the, in the championship game. In the in the SEC championship, yeah. Um, Do you think a loss to Georgia, if Georgia's undefeated, uh, would knock them out of the playoff talk? Well, here's the thing: the way OSU has played since their loss, you think if they win out, they'll be there. Um, you know, Penn State, who's who knows how they're gonna right how they're gonna go the rest of the year. Um, as we discussed last week, unlikely. But if Notre Dame were to win out, how can you keep them out? Right. Um, I think you can just because they they'll always point to uh, playing guys like BC and NC State. But at the but the at the end of the year, we'll have played uh, Miami, USC, right. NC State, all ranked. Our you know the one loss will have been to Georgia by one point. Michigan State, as long as they keep rolling, Notre Dame keeps looking better. Yeah. You know, so and if Notre Dame this wins, BC a, win makes us look a little better too, right? A little. I mean, Louisville is obviously down this year, right? Um, but I, I don't see a scenario. I don't see a scenario where Notre Dame is kept out if they win out. I, I just, I feel like they're at the doorstep again this year. Yeah. Um, Could you? I mean, you look at in the Big Ten: Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State. You're only going to get one of those if you know, if at all. But the you know the winner of the East, they're going to go up against undefeated Wisconsin. So you're only going to out of out of Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, only one of them is going. Um, TCU still undefeated, uh, and 
you know, look, looking ahead for them, um, they've got a game against Kansas at Iowa State, Texas at Oklahoma, at Texas Tech, Baylor. So the only the only real test remaining for them is Oklahoma. You know, so how how much are they going to get from beating those other teams to stay ahead of some you know a team like Notre Dame or you know USC if they keep winning is undefeated going to be good enough for TCU this year? You know, it may not. Um, yeah, like I said, in in the SEC, it's Kentucky is five and one. Uh, but I don't think they have what it takes to stay with Georgia. Um, and everybody in the West has two losses except Alabama. Yeah. Um, I mean, Miami is still undefeated. Yeah. So Miami. they could take up that fourth spot. But again, if Notre Dame were to win out, it would be over Miami. Right. So, you know, uh, there there are a few teams that control their own destiny right now. It's those Big Ten teams. It's Notre Dame. It's Miami. Um, you know, they all any one of them wins out, it's going to put them in, into the final four uh what if they all went out except for well miami a, it would be impossible for them to all win out we still got a penn state michigan state game a penn state ohio state game on the horizon uh michigan state ohio state still coming up so it is impossible for them to all win out okay what if several of them went out uh i think we're looking at possibly two of them could win out okay what if two of them went out then do they get the that the, uh... that is a scenario in which they could possibly keep notre dame out again this is all if you know Notre Dame has a rough road ahead of them. Um, I think it's much more likely for OSU or Penn State to win out. Um, much more likely for Wisconsin to win out. But it's it's fun to talk about because we don't get to do that a lot as Notre Dame fans. Yeah. Um, we've won more games than we've lost. They so actually, far. yeah, they actually uh, they brought it up on Mike and Mike this morning. They're they're talking about if Notre Dame were to win out because uh, yeah. you know Golick went to Notre Dame and right. all that. Um, and they were using that to to try to change the conversation to a more cheerful tone because uh greeny uh he's a jets fan <laughs> and uh on top of that he was ro- he's rooting for the yankees and the cubs you know if they ever go off the air I, i'm they are going off the air what no when why who um espn wants to put greenberg at uh at the center of a new morning program kind of like a good morning america with sports um so Mike and Mike is coming to an end. I'm not entirely sure when, but I th- I thought it was supposed to be back in August. But ESPN, you fools! You you've been doing a bad job for the last uh, very long time. Stop. Um, November it looks like. That's it. I'm quitting in November. I'm quitting everything. November seventeenth will be the final Mike and Mike, which is kind of irritating to me because they are at their best during football season. See, I feel like they're at their best during baseball season because there's so much wild speculation that they get to do. It's true. There's wild speculation all over the place. We wildly speculate about a great many things. In fact, let's start now. On to the NFL. The marquee matchup of the week happened on Thursday night. How, uh, how in God's name did that happen? I mean, they... It was an accident. A blind squirrel finds a nut, you know? <laughs> Probably. Um, in that Thursday night game, the Eagles beat the Panthers 28-23. to um, Carson Wentz threw for 222 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Cam Newton, he did, he did look impressive at times, but wound up with three interceptions, including one on what would have been a game-winning drive late in the game. So um, kind of a mixed bag for him, and they came out with the loss. Um, they're still sitting atop the NFC South for reasons we'll get into later. Um I, we talked about, you know, 
Are the, are the Eagles for real? I think they are. We're looking at them as a serious Super Bowl contender now? Uh, a serious division winner. Uh, maybe a couple rounds in the playoffs, but I don't know about Super Bowl yet. They just still don't seem like it's all there, you know? Well, when you when you look through the division leaders right now, uh, you know, spoilers ahead for some of these games. You've got them at five and one. Minnesota and Green Bay tied at four and two. Carolina four and two, and they've got the game in hand against Carolina now. And the Rams four and two. Um, looking at those teams right now, you know we're only you know what a like a third of the way through the year. The way Phillies played, I like them better than most of those teams right now. They've been sound defensively for the most part. They've they've got the quarterback thing figured out. Carson Wentz looks like the original Carson Wentz that we saw last year. Not the second half banged up offensive line can't protect Car- Carson Wentz. He's uh he's finally learning to get rid of the ball and and run away when he has to. Yeah. Um so last, I, last year he was trying to stand in there and and deliver the ball to the very end and it was painful for him. Yeah. Um, like I said, there, there's a lot of football left, but you know, right now I like the Eagles. Um, a team that I would have liked more than them, and I do like more than them from a personal standpoint, the Green Bay Packers. Um, what about them? They um, they lost Aaron Rodgers for this season. It's a broken collarbone. Um, is it the same one he broke before? I do not believe so. This time it is the right, and I believe it was left last time. Um, so now, now he'll match at least. Yes. Um, Jay Glazer from Fox is reporting there's a chance he misses the rest of the year. I'm seeing here eight weeks minimum. Yes. Yeah, that is. Uh, I believe that's what it was last time. Well, he, he, I'm pretty sure he missed eight weeks last time. Um, Except this time you're, you're turning to Brett Hundley. Last time we turned to Scott Tolzien, so, you know. I hear uh, I hear Colin Kaepernick's not busy. Uh, he's, just got a, he's got a lawsuit going. <laughs> yes, he is suing the NFL for collusion, um, which could not have come at a worse time because maybe he could have gotten <laughs> gotten a call in Green Bay. Uh, so I I did put up, and it, it's still open for another seven hours and forty four minutes. Um, <laughs> I I put up on Twitter with Aaron Rodgers missing a large portion of the season. Where should the Packers turn at quarterback? Uh, 45% of you so far have said stick with Hundley. 32% of you have said sign with Kaepernick or sign Kaepernick. 14% of you have said woo Romo away from CBS, and 9% have said bring back Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre. <laughs> bring him out of retirement one more time. Yeah. Dust off the mothballs. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what though? I I understand the fans' feeling because I remember people saying the same thing. Um, in Arizona, <laughs> when they wanted to oh, bring back Kurt uh, Warner, Kurt Warner, yeah. yeah, bring back Kurt Warner. I'm like, he retired like three years ago. Yeah, he's he's not in shape. Here, no, here's the thing about those two: they both stay in ridiculously good shape. Oh yeah, I they, well, they got to stay in good shape to throw the footballs around on the Wrangler commercials, right? Yeah. But I am willing to bet that either one of them could step in and do a better job uh, in Cleveland than Hogan and Kaiser are doing right now. Um. And I believe that they could probably step in. I know Jacksonville is a winning team right now. They could do a better job than Blake Bortles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, to to how... be fair, uh, Warner threw a hell of a first pitch in the uh, wild card yeah. game. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, I personally would like for them to uh, bring Favre back. Since I ha- I do have tickets to a, to a Packers game later this year. It would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, he mm-hmm. apparently he's already told Ed Werder. Uh, Ed Werder reached out and asked. 
He already told Edward there's no chance uh, he comes out of retirement. Oh, by the way, this this 100% seals it. I'm not going to that game with you. Where, oh, the Browns game? Yeah. Yeah. Not not going. Yeah. I uh, I may unload my tickets for that. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the downside of buying tickets early for stuff like this. Um, so going forward for Green Bay, uh, Mike McCarthy has said Brett Hundley is my quarterback. Um <laughs> Their schedule, their upcoming schedule, is a, is a bit of a beast. Um, at home against the Saints, then they have the bye week. At home against the Lions, at Chicago, at home against Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, at home against Tampa, um, at Cleveland, at Carolina, at home against the Vikings, and they end the year at the Lions. Some of these games are still winnable. Yeah. With Brett Hundley at quarterback, most of them are not. Yeah. Um, they're gonna have to simplify the game plan. They're going to have to alter some of the things. They're, they're going to have to make sure they're not down by one score at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, because there's no way he can get the ball to the end zone. They're going to need to get the offensive line healthy. They showed an overhead of the Packers' offensive line lining up yesterday. Yeah. One starter. One. I mean, they're all starters now. Yeah. No, 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 no. We lost. We lost four starters on the offensive line in that game yesterday. Yeah. and The two week- tackles that came back. They left, Lane Taylor left, and our right guard, uh, Evans, I believe, left as well. And next week, all those four guys will be starters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's – and that I mean, that wasn't all either. They uh, Green Bay was already down three defensive backs coming into the game with um, King, House, and Burnett all sidelined. They lost Quentin Rollins during the game. They lost Pipkins during the game. Um, so they're down, they're down five defensive backs now. You know – I'm going to go ahead and say that they they really need to work on their off-season training there and their conditioning. There's no amount of conditioning that can save you from a broken bone or from a torn ligament. Uh, but sometimes a, sometimes a play just happens and your leg gets twisted in a weird way. It happens. Yes, but it happens to every player on your team. Yeah, it does seem to be happening to every player on our team. It is kind of ridiculous. Uh, when when I got here today, I said to the guys, "What's what's the old saying? You win some, you lose some. Your entire team gets injured, and your season goes down the shitter." I think that's kind of where we're at in Green Bay. Um, at what point does it become okay to place the blame on injuries? I think now. I mean, for for Green Bay, I think we're at that point. But there's. Uh... You gotta be ready to play when your number gets called. I understand that, but eighty percent of the offensive line, half the defensive backfield, the starting the the it always sounds biased when I say it, but I believe it more than any the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh you're forgetting about Russell Wilson. The best quarterback in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers is you're out. Forgetting about Blake Bortles. <laughs> um so I, I do believe we're at a point where we can say injuries are the reason that the Packers season is going in the toilet. Um, maybe. I'm going to go with maybe. You're gonna I, go with I don't believe they give out a trophy for best team that would have been had there not been some injuries. I'm not saying they should, <laughs> but there there is a reason every team loses a football game. They don't make the plays, too many drop passes, too many interceptions, uh, futility in the red zone. The reason for the Green Bay Packers – Yesterday, their backup players aren't good enough. Yes, they lost due to injuries to their starters. If they had better backup players, then you could say that about the entire league. I know, but 
today we're saying it about the Packers. I know, but the entire league should get better backup players. What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's it. We fixed football, guys. Yeah. We did it. Problem solved. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be a rough go for Green Bay going forward. Um, the uh, the rest of the NFC North, they got to be extremely happy now. Um, Especially the Vikings. Yeah, they, they somehow played all right. They are, in my eyes, with their quarterback situation. Yeah, uh, they are, in my eyes, the um, the strongest candidate to win the game, to to win the division this year. Um, they again, they won twenty three to ten yesterday. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, uh, sixty nine yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, ninety seven receiving yards. Um, they're you know they now have the lead in the division, a commanding lead too, because they have the win over Green Bay. Um, the Bears beat the Ravens twenty-seven to twenty-four in overtime. Oh boy! Uh, Mitchell oh. Trubisky was, I believe, eight of sixteen, mm. one hundred and thirteen yards and a touchdown. I believe you mean Mitchell Trubinsky. Yes, Trubinsky. Um, I, I heard that uh, yesterday. Yeah, because uh, people don't bother to read. Uh, Javon Howard, thirty-six attempts, one hundred and sixty-seven yards. Um, that brings the Bears to two and four. Uh, drops the Ravens to three and three. I don't think we're worrying about the Bears winning the division. Maybe. I mean, they could turn it around. Yeah. The um the other possibility for division winner in the North, uh, the Detroit Lions. Oh boy, did you see this game yesterday? I was able to tune in towards the end of it. Well, you tuned in at the craziest part. Um, this game was forty-five to ten at one point. Um, New Orleans won fifty-two to thirty-eight. Matt Stafford three hundred twelve yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Drew Brees only one hundred eighty-six passing yards. Uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, towards the end of this game, it was uh, forty-five to thirty-one. Drew Brees was backed up uh, inside his own five. Tries to throw a little uh, out route or pass into the flat or something. Lions defensive lineman pops up, picks the ball off, and takes two steps into the end zone for the touchdown. Uh, Lions convert the point after they kick off. The Saints punt. They pin the Lions deep. Matt Stafford drops back to pass. Ball gets batted up in the air, in the end, in his own end zone. Falls right into a Saints player's hands. He makes a touchdown just by standing there. Two defensive pick sixes uh, to close out this game and give us our fifty-two to thirty-eight final. Uh, it was just crazy. There, there are some a- Lions fans where I was at uh, watching the games, and uh, they, I was surprised they hadn't left yet. Yeah, but they were just losing their minds. And you know, I made it no secret. I'm happy when the Lions lose. Um, and I just I was in disbelief. Um, I uh, where I was watching, uh, there was a guy there uh, talking about how e- even when even when the Lions went 0 and 16, they were still selling out. Talking about how you always see their fans going to all their games no matter what, because we had gotten on the subject of the Chargers not being able to sell 27,000 tickets. That man is wrong. And He's I... very wrong. <laughs> I know for a fact because I was I was there for that 0 16 season, and we've been there when they've had a winning record and haven't sold games out. Yeah, what I think is that he uh, doesn't actually go to those games. Like he doesn't go to games at Ford Field. <laughs> That's got to be. I mean, we've we've been there. They were four and one at one point, or you yeah. know, so, something like that. A very good record at one point. We were at a game that they only sold about 86 percent of the tickets. There's there's no team out there who when they're losing and losing badly will sell out yes there is 
The Packers. That's because they don't have any non-season tickets. And the Bears. That's because they are foolish. They they have 100% attendance no matter what, both those teams. Well, the Bears, they always think they can turn it around. <laughs> 2-12, and 12, yeah, we can take this division. It's been a long time since we've seen a Steelers, you know, lost season. I mean, they've been 6-10 and 10 a few yeah. times here and there, but I'm sure if they were 2-14, and 14, they'd still sell out Week 17. Yeah, because in the dead of winter, what else is there to do in a mountain town? Right. Um, speaking of your Steelers. Uh, speaking of them. They knocked off the previously unbeaten Chiefs. Uh, they did. In an extremely ugly game, 19-13. Uh, to 13. It was a good game. I'm not saying it wasn't, but, I mean, did you expect that kind of offensive futility out of both sides here? Uh, I, 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 won't, I wouldn't call it necessarily futility on the part of the Steelers. Uh, Le'Veon Bell did have a game, finally. Yeah, uh, 32 for 179 and a touchdown. It just, nobody could finish drives. Yeah, it was uh, it was a rough one. Um, Antonio Brown had a Antonio Brown game. Uh, yeah, he also had an Antonio Brown incident where he quit on a route and it led to an interception. Yeah. I'm, I'm so disappointed to keep seeing it. Well, they're having a tough season. And yeah. A tough season not... of 4-2, and two, but... Well... To this point, they should have been five and one, six and zero. Oh. Right. Yeah, I know a lot of people expected more out of them at this point, especially with the the way the offense was last year. Yeah, they expected that offense. Uh, the Steelers held Kareem Hunt in check. That was a big part of this win. Um, nine carries, twenty-one yards, five receptions, eighty-nine yards. Um, I know five for eighty-nine is big for a running back receiving, but yeah, when the man's um, been going for one hundred and seventy yards total the past few games, keeping him to a hundred is very impressive. Um, yes, it, it is uh, quite a feat. Yeah. Um, the first score of this game was a safety. Came on a safety where the center snapped the ball over Alex Smith's head and out of the back of the end zone. Yep. Yeah, we had another game that had a 3-2 score early on. Uh, on the ensuing free kick, Antonio Brown decided to not dive on a ball that was bouncing in front of him. And the Chiefs recovered. Yep. Yet another play where Antonio Brown is thinking of himself and not the team. Well, he was thinking about his future there. Yeah. I mean, being able to walk and talk is a little more important than diving on a football. <laughs> I don't think he would have died. Um, the, you're noticing a theme of upsets uh, through all of these games, uh, not just the college games, but here in the NFL. And that continues with the Miami Dolphins beating the Atlanta Falcons 20-17. to This is after... The Falcons were up 17 to nothing at half. Uh, Jay Cutler threw for 151 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so we thought we thought the Dolphins were going to take a, a step forward this year. Yep. And that we were going to see maybe a couple of 300-yard passing games this year. And then Tannehill got and hurt. And then Tannehill got hurt. And we're back to 150 yards passing out of a, a Miami Dolphins quarterback. Yep. But they're winning. Um Jay, Jay uh, 130 yards on the ground. Um, Matt Ryan, 248, a touchdown and an interception for the Falcons. Um, they are just, aside from that Green Bay game, they have not been very impressive at all. And they I know they're nice. dealing they're dealing with injuries too. Um, they did get Vic Beasley back this this week. Um, you know, Julio Jones was out there, but you know they're slowed by injuries. Now, is that all of it? In this case, I don't think it is. No, they're they're just a um, mess, and they're they're down to third in that division. Now. Yeah, yep, they're down behind uh, New Orleans and Carolina. Um, 
a uh, sticking with three and two teams, the Redskins uh, got to three and two by beating the winless 49ers. Um, Barely. Yeah. Uh, 26-24. This game, uh, it was was crazy at the end. The 49ers were driving to win at one point, and if not for a penalty late in the drive, they may have pulled it off. Um, They did bench uh, Brian Hoyer and went ahead and put in C.J. Bethard. Um, Bethard came in to throw for 245 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Um, It's funny. It seems like every time they they get around to finally benching their starting quarterback, they play better. Yeah. Um, Much better. Bethard has been named the starting quarterback going forward. So the Brian Hoyer era in San Francisco lasted all of five and a half weeks. The Brian Hoyer experiment. Yeah. Experience. The Brian Hoyer experience. You know, it's not an experience. Um, Kirk Cousins threw for 330 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, uh, you know, Washington, they're still two games back of Philly. Um, they look, they've looked better this year than I thought that they would, but this game was just a mess for them in the second half, letting San Francisco back in it like that. Um, they were up 17-7 at the half. Um, so San Francisco, are they going to win a game? Uh, well, let's look at their upcoming schedule. Uh, well, they get to play Arizona. Well, let's talk about Arizona for a second then. Um, they went out and just took it to the Bucks in the first half. Yeah. Uh, they the, were... the only thing I'm disappointed in in that game is that they let the Buccaneers back in it. Yeah, they were up 31-6 to at one point and wound up winning the game 38-33. to um, Adrian Peterson, the newly acquired Adrian Peterson, 26 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. And the ageless wonder, Larry Fitzgerald, 10 catches, 138 yards, and a touchdown. So it just goes to show you, uh, if you actually give the football to Adrian Peterson, he can still run. Yeah. Um, the Bucks put up 27 points in the fourth quarter, led by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jameis Winston left the game with an injury, uh, so we'll have to see where that goes going forward. Uh, Fitzpatrick finished with 290 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. Mike Evans, three catches, but they went for 95 yards and a touchdown. Um, so interesting to see where that injury goes for the Bucks. I, I haven't heard anything on timetable or anything like that. I will check um, the internet. Hello, but, internet. Tell me how the thing is. Tom does not understand the internet. Um, so the win brings the Cardinals to three and three, drops the Bucks to two and three. Um, the Cardinals just a game back of the Rams. Uh, the Rams beat the Jags 27 to 17 yesterday. Uh, the Rams are four and two. The Jaguars now three and three. Uh, Blake Bortles, 241 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Todd Gurley, 23 carries, 116 yards. Um, it was a story of special teams for the Rams. you you got to play well in all parts of the game. If you have a bad game on special teams, you're going to lose. If you have a really good game on special teams, it can propel you to a win. Yeah, they, uh, they had a 56-yard field goal uh, from Zerline, and they blocked a punt and recovered it for the touchdown. Uh in the second on the flip side uh the uh jags did miss a field goal um so it definitely a story of special teams for the rams uh jared goff did not have the greatest day uh 11 of 21 124 and a touchdown um against that uh jags defense which is better than anyone would have imagined yeah a big reason for them winning um you know going forward with the rams i'm still not sure what to make of this team we everybody's they've been a trendy pick you know the past few years of a team that might make that step and now it seems like they finally are making that step 
Yeah, I could, I could see them taking the division or sneaking into a wild card. You know, um, I don't expect a Super Bowl this year or you know in the next couple of years. But they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Finally, um, he, uh, the New York Jets took a fourteen to nothing lead over the Patriots yesterday. Yes, they did. And then they lost twenty four to seventeen. Yes, they did. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about uh, one of the one of the final plays of the game. Um, the Jets scored what appeared to be a touchdown. Uh, the play was then ruled to have been a fumble into the end zone for a touchback Patriots ball. Um, I've seen about 80,000 different angles of this. I still don't know if they made the right call. <laughs> uh, they. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that they did because the Jets are only allowed to feel misery. But was there indisputable evidence? Of their misery? Yes. <laughs> of the fumble. And and the inability to recover the fumble before going out of bounds. I actually have not seen it. Ah, gotcha. Um, I don't know. Uh, indisputable is the word that sticks for me, and I don't believe it was. I I don't know. I could be completely wrong on this, but um, just... Well, who am I going to trust, you or several guys in New York in a dark room watching TV? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this heartbreak again for, for the Jets. Uh, Josh McCown, uh, 354 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Tom Brady, 257, two touchdowns and, and an interception. Somehow, uh, I still got 31 points out of the Patriots defense. Uh, the two picks, and if they had a lot of, th- if the Jets had a lot of three and outs. If you're talking to my league, I have some weird scoring. Um, Rob Gronkowski finished with six catches for 83 yards and two touchdowns. And three more injured vertebrae. I don't believe so. Um, oh, he'll never tell you. I'm convinced he doesn't have the. Uh, the pain receptors in his brain. Um, he uh, Chargers got their second win of the year with a 17-16 victory over the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr did play and played poorly. Uh, I don't think he was ready to come back. Uh, 171 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, Phillip Rivers passed for 268 and a touchdown, and Melvin Gordon added 83 yards and a touchdown on the ground. See, here now they're finally winning those close games. They're those those games at the beginning of the season that they could have won. Yep, they're winning them now. Yep, and that's been, that's been the Chargers' story for a couple of years now is inability to win the close ones. You know, last year what they were like four and twelve could have been ten and six if one possession had gone their way in a few games. But yeah, if they hadn't you know missed a kick or fumbled yeah. the football or botched a snap yep. or anything. But it looks like they're finally they're finally turning those what ifs into you know positive scenarios for them. So. Good for them. Um, they maybe, get, they'll, maybe they'll actually sell out now. Yeah. Maybe they can get 26,000 fans in their stadium. Uh, That's uh, a huge maybe right there. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a game that I thought was the probably the, I don't know, easiest one to pick for the weekend. Uh, the Texans yeah. beat the Browns 33-17. to Yeah, they did. Um, Deshaun Watson, 225 yards, three more touchdowns, uh, still leading the league. Will Fuller, two catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. I believe I saw a stat on the year. He has nine catches, and seven of them are for touchdowns. Six or seven are for touchdowns. I guess he's the uh, the sure thing pass. Yeah. Um, for the Browns, uh, turning to Kevin Hogan, boy, that sure paid off. Uh, 140 yards, a touchdown, and three, count them, three interceptions. Not they- not sure what the point of changing quarterbacks was. They they passed up Watson twice. Yes. They traded a pick to 
they chose to pick two Houston so that Houston could take him. Yep. Uh, they said no, no thanks. No, we we have our plan and we're going to completely blow it. Um so on the year um 1297 yards, a 61.5 completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions for a 101.1 quarterback rating for Deshaun Watson. That's pretty good. Yeah. That is pretty good. Um early favorite for uh offensive player of the year, not just offensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year. <laughs> uh I think Kareem Hunt It'd be nice to see Watson get the offensive player and Hunt get the rookie. That'd be a fitting way for both of them to get the honors that they both deserve at this yeah. point. Um, so. uh, probably the most surprising outcome of the weekend, Sunday night football in what everyone thought was going to be a snoozer. Uh, the New York Giants upset the Denver Broncos 23-10 to in Denver. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eli Manning, 128 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Orleans Darkwa, 21 carries, 117 yards for the Giants. Um, you know, So many wasted fantasy points. Very rare to see a player go over 100 on the ground against Denver, but he was able to pull it off. 376 passing yards, uh, but the defense tightened up when it needed to, and they weren't allowing any points off of him. Yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was something. You thought uh, maybe uh, when Simeon went out there for a little bit, you thought maybe that would spark something. And and that the Broncos would be able to get it going, but just never did. Yeah. And then Simeon came back in, and that didn't spark him either. It just came out flat, yeah. stayed flat the entire game, and really, there's no there's no positive that they can take from this. Yeah. Um. My my wife, huge Broncos fan, she was watching this upstairs in our bedroom, and I because I was watching the Cubs game downstairs, and I could hear her yelling at the TV, and I had a text her at one point. I said, "You're gonna wake the children up." And she could hear you yelling at the TV. <laughs> I was, I, though, at that point I was quite reserved because it was still 1-1. At that point, um, I was mildly fuming. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, to me, this is the biggest upset uh, in, in pro football. Uh, of the year so far. Yeah. Um, of all time. Yes, of all time. Um, you know, go, so last night on the uh, NBC uh, pregame, they asked for biggest winners and biggest losers of the week. And it was Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy giving the answers. And for biggest losers, they picked teams that actually lost. Uh, they picked teams, you know, teams that have lost games. Yeah. How was the biggest loss yesterday not Aaron Rodgers? Um, <laughs> or if you're going to pick a team, Green Bay. Because, uh... yeah, see? Um Cheese. Because cheese. I will say another huge loss, that Falcons game, them losing at home to Miami. Yeah, after being up by all those points. Yeah. Um so you know, looking through the standings, it looks like the ship has been the ship has been righted in the AFC East with New England back on top. Boo. Uh they're half a game up on Buffalo and Miami and a full game up on New York. Every team in that division, five hundred or better. What? Yeah. Um another strange stat, uh the Saints are over 500 for the first time since October of 2013. Yes. That is a long stretch to be under 500 or 500 and below. Yeah. Yeah, they they are now 3 and 2. Um Carolina leads the way at 4 and 2, Atlanta and New Orleans tied at 3 and 2 and Tampa is 2 and 3. Um How does how is it that no one is ever out of that division race? Yeah. Well, you know, what how many years straight they had the worst of first thing going on yeah um so yeah it's kind of crazy down there they may have it again this year 
the West, uh, the NFC West, is a little bit tighter than a lot of people thought it would be. Uh, the Rams leading the way at four and two. Seattle three and two. Arizona three and three. The only team out of it is San Fran at zero and six. Um, Adrian Peterson fits the David Johnson mold out there much better than Chris Johnson or Andre Ellington did. Yes. Do you think the addition of Peterson puts them in the mix at this point? I mean, look what they did yesterday. I mean, I think it does. They they were able to win a couple of games without him. Yeah. And they are infinitely deeper with him. Right. They can use every single play in their playbook again. Yeah, I I like them going forward uh, to to make a little bit of noise. Maybe not make the playoffs, but make a little bit of noise. Um, you know, maybe at some point they play spoiler to either Seattle or LA down the line. Um, I do still like Seattle to probably come back and take this division. Uh, I do like what the Rams are doing, but I don't think I don't think it's going to last uh, for them to hold off Seattle. Um, and Seattle's really only got that one win going for them. Yeah, they did beat the Rams last week. But it was a low-scoring, just kind of bleh game. Yeah. And they're going to have to get it together against a team that's uh, not the Colts. Right. Uh, so the AFC South, uh, you've got Jacksonville at 3-3, three and three, Houston at 3-3, three and three, and Tennessee and Indy both at 2-3. and three. They play tonight. Yes, they do. So the winner of that game will, uh, well, provided there is a winner, ties do have. Oh, Eric's not here. Never mind. We don't need to talk about ties. Eric's not here. No. Um, the winner of that game will be three and three, and the loser will drop uh, you know a full game back at two and four. Um, <laughs> unreal. The way Houston's played lately, I do expect them to take control of this. Um, Tennessee's still going with uh, Matt Castle in the wake of the Marcus Mariota injury. Um, Jacoby Brissett still starting for Indianapolis until you know who knows when Andrew Luck will get back. I'm pretty sure I picked the Colts for this game. Um, but I'm pretty sure I just flipped a coin to get that. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't. Anything uh, those two teams do is irrelevant. Yeah, I think Houston's going to turn it on. Even without J.J. Watt, uh, I, I I think they've got what it takes to win this division. It's going to be a struggle, uh, Houston and Jacksonville, all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville's got that game on them already. So. so, all right, we are now going to turn our attention to the NBA. The NBA. Um, are we? Yeah. Okay. We, we most definitely are. Uh, NBA season kicks off this week. So here we are with our NBA preview show. And here I am completely unprepared. We've been talking about it for weeks, Tom. And I've been ignoring it for weeks. Um, you know you know my feelings towards basketball. It's there. I'll talk about it while you're talking about it, but uh, I won't put too much further thought into it. Well, we're going to start in the East and we'll start in the Atlantic Division. Um Boston, with all the moves they made this offseason, picking up Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, you know, at the top of that list, um, they they are a trendy pick to make the finals. Uh, some people think they've done enough to overtake Cleveland. Uh, I do believe they're going to win the Atlantic Division and win it very easily. Um, well, it's either going to be them or Toronto. There's well, no one else in that division. So I I look for a huge a huge huge step from Philly this year. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, it would have to be a huge step. No, I, I, I no, I agree, but I, I do look for a huge step. You're um, thinking a twenty point or a, a fifteen to twenty win swing. I'm also thinking Toronto's not going to be that great this year. Well, I mean, so, but I mean, but I, I'm looking for a huge step up from Philly enough to challenge Boston. No, not to challenge. No, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. 
No, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to challenge Boston. I think it's Boston's division, clear and away. Um, I would not be surprised to see Philly end up in second. Uh, you know, they've got Joel Embiid, drafted Markel Fultz. So you're thinking um, that their decades-long rebuild is finally built? Yeah, I mean, you know, more of these young guys: Julio Okafor, Ben Simmons. They brought in JJ Redick. I like the way the Sixers look. I really do. I, I think they're going to be able to put it together. Winning uh, 76ers basketball. Yeah. What is that going to feel like? It's going to be weird. Um, I don't think Brooklyn has a shot. Charlotte. Um, oh, sorry. You, you just I did not, jumped. Yeah, I did, I did jump. Sorry. I did not mean to say. New York. Did not you mean think to say New Charlotte. York's gonna New York's going to be just as bad? Yeah, I, I'm not expecting. Or, or worse? Probably worse. Um I mean, they traded their team away. You know, the bi- the big return in that mellow trade was Ennis Cantor. Uh, if if you're trying to make him second fiddle to uh, Porzingis, I don't think it's going to work out. Um, Do you think if uh, Porzingis knew that there was going to be no mellow, he would be there? Uh, you know, I mean, he's locked in, so it's not like he's got a choice. He can demand a trade, but, you know, he'll walk when his time has come. Yeah. Um, there's, there's no way he'll stay. You know, he could always go overseas. These guys always have that option, but yeah. I don't I don't see him doing that. That's the thing. Overseas they pay almost as well. Yeah. Um and you, you like you get to go over there and you're the guy. Yeah. I I mean, I, he's here for good. I, I I believe that and he'll stick it out with the Knicks and they won't be competitive. It they just won't be. Um but I, you know, he'll he'll walk, he'll go to a contender when the time comes and he'll get his money and he'll get his chance to win feel bad for a guy like that you know what did he do to anybody to deserve this i think he'll be the uh the first pick in the expansion draft for the new seattle supersonics <laughs> yeah highly unlikely um in the uh southeast division now is where we're talking about charlotte um uh, atlanta they've finally gotten into rebuild mode they're gonna be towards the bottom um orlando still hasn't shown me anything there's nothing really in this division. Charlotte's kind of a wild card for me. I'm not sure what to make of them at this point. Um, you know, you got they've got the most competitive owner in the league, that's for sure. Um, but they've got Nicholas Batum, uh, Michael Carter-Williams. They acquired Dwight Howard this year. Uh, that was a big get for them. Jeremy Lamb, Michael K- Gilchrist, um, Kemba Walker still there, Cody Zeller. They've got they've got so many. They've got pieces. Yeah, and they had to put them together to. To field a competitive team, and I'm not, I'm just they uh, they bought three jigsaw puzzles, poured them all out together, threw out ninety percent of the pieces, and now are trying to make a picture out of the remaining uh, pieces. They're just trying to hammer it in yeah. into place. Um, they're I don't know. They're a wild card to me. Um, Do you think they sneak into that eight spot? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but I know that they are definitely not on the same level as Washington and Miami. No. Um, I think Washington and walks away with this division. Washington and Miami are not on the same level of the top teams in in the in the East. Yeah, um, which is you know that's that makes it really tough for this entire division. Right. Um, you know, I guess I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick uh, Washington to win this this division, make the playoffs, and I think. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. That's. I think Miami's gonna make it in too, as the, as about the eight seed. Um, in the Central, you got. You know the reigning Eastern champs and the Cleveland Cavaliers, they they got stronger as a team chemistry wise, but they got yeah. weaker on the floor. Um, they did add Dwayne Wade. I think it it doesn't make a difference the players they have until LeBron leaves. Yeah, um, 
if LeBron leaves. You know, he could always change his mind and stay. Right. Uh, they did. They did let go of uh, Richard Jefferson. They traded him. I I don't remember where, and it doesn't matter because he was immediately bought out. <laughs> um, but uh, so they they lost a little bit there. But they do have Dwayne Wade, who we know plays very well with LeBron. Yeah. Um, they've still got Kevin Love. They still have Tristan Thompson. They acquired Isaiah Thomas in the Kyrie Irving trade. They're going to be right up there with Boston. It's going to be those two teams neck and neck the whole year. Uh, they actually open up against each other. That'll be a fun one. Um, and you know, chasing them, you got Indiana, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit. Chicago's in rebuild mode. They traded Jimmy Butler. They bought out Dwayne Wade. It's going to be a long, long season for Bulls fans. Um, Indiana, it's going to be a long, long season for Pacers fans. They shipped Paul George out to Oklahoma City. Isn't every season a long season uh, for Pacers fans? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Detroit, they let go of Contavious Caldwell Pope. You know, there was a whole drama of they offered him the. They they gave him the offer sheet. He didn't sign it right away. They pulled the plug on that. Um, they went out and acquired Avery Bradley. Um, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure what to make of them going forward without Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Um, he did I mean, a lot for that team. They weren't good with him, so right. what are they going to be without? Um, Avery Bradley, he's a very good player. Uh, I think he's going to work well with Andre Drummond. I really do. Um, do you expect them to be any closer to 500 this year? Oh, yes. They maybe. only have to get four wins better. No. Do they have four more wins in them than they did last season? I mean, 500 probably makes them a playoff team, so I guess I'm going to have to say no because I don't see them as a playoff team. So you're thinking still around 35 yeah. wins. Yeah. Um, and then you got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I think they're in the I think they're in the best shape to, uh, to make the playoffs. Do they have a new logo again this year? <laughs> no. Are you sure? It's the same one as last year. Did you look? Are you sure? Um, I look for uh, man. I'm gonna I hate trying to say his name. The Greek freak. Say it. Um, I think Giannis is going to make. I'm not gonna try, man. Knock yourself out. And Tito Kaunpo. Good work. Closer uh, than you would have gotten. Probably. Um, between between him and Jabari uh, Jabari Parker. Um. I, I'm excited to see this team. Uh, they're they're young, uh, with the with the exception of Jason Terry, who is 40. <laughs> they are young. 22, 24, 22, 26, 20, 26, 22, 25, 21, 21. This is a young team. Um, you know, Gerald Green's also got 12 years of service. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you have to have a veteran or two. Right. No, I, I'm excited to see what they do. I don't think they're they're in no. Uh, they're in no position to challenge Cleveland. Um, they could play upset in the playoffs. So. Yeah. so looking at the East as a whole, who do you think is left standing at the end of the year? I'm going with Cleveland. I, I think Cle Austin. There's too much. There's too much uh, LeBron going on there. Uh, as long as long as he's there, I think they're making they're making the finals. Um, are you gonna contrary me? Yes. That's from Parks and Rec. I don't know if you recall that episode. Yes, I am. You're contrarying me, you know. <laughs> I will say Boston. You're gonna go with Boston. Yeah. They got stronger. I, uh, and they, you know, they were already the higher seed last year, and they're better. They were the higher seed, and then they lost. And they're better. And then they over, then they overhauled their entire team. <laughs> and they're better. I agree. I do think they're better. Uh, I just, I still like Boston to come out. I really, or uh, Cleveland. Uh, uh, Cleveland to come out over Boston in that. I, I convinced you. <laughs> Um, 
Out west, uh, we'll start in the southwest. Uh, we're really only talking about two teams here, San Antonio and Houston. Yes. Houston goes out and gets Chris Paul. Uh, San Antonio stays with what they got. They didn't do anything. Uh, even even going as far as to bring back Manu Ginobili. They sat there, and they twiddled their thumbs, and they said, Meh. Oh, they they signed Rudy, uh, Rudy Gay, which is a pretty big deal for them. Um, yeah, they signed a player. I mean, what what's up with that? Um, this guy wasn't already on the team, and, and they signed him? Yeah, they, they brought in Rudy Gay, um, brought back Manu. Uh, for his 78th season. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting with the Spurs. You're going to get team basketball. You're going to get 60 wins, uh, you know, 55 to 60 wins. You, you know what you're getting here. Um, the question is, can they hold off Houston this this season? Uh, I think the answer is yes, and I'm not saying that they're going to be holding them off for years to come, but at least this first year of Chris Paul and James Harden together, I think yes. I think maybe. We need to see how it's going to gel, how quickly it's going to gel yeah. in Houston. If it comes together early in the season, they've got a shot. They, oh, no, they definitely do. And I, and I'm I not, mean a shot shot, yeah. not not just at, at winning the division. I'm talking about they've got a shot to go all the way. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. I um, But for me, it's you got two guys that have to have the ball in their hands with, with Harden and Paul. How are you going to make that? How are you going to make that work? All right, which one of them? Which one of them is going to be the Dwayne Wade of this pairing? Because that, that's basically what it comes down to. You look back to what happened in Miami, Dwayne Wade took a step back. Which one of them is going to be the Dwayne Wade? I mean, I think they. you get on a team with people, and, and if you get uh, you know, on, on a team with chemistry that's already got chemistry, that they've, they know what they've been going for for a few years now, and you get to that team, I think you're more content to uh, take a reduced role so you think Chris Paul takes the step back and becomes the Dwayne Wade of this scenario? I think maybe they both just they share. Yeah, they you, get out you there think and they'll they find share. the balance. They'll figure it out. I, they're, they're professionals. Yeah, no, they are. And I, I, like I said, I don't think that it's not going to work. It is going to work, but just in the you know in the regular season in the term and talking in the, in the in regards to winning this division, I think they might have some growing pains. And I think that allows San Antonio to win the division by maybe two or three games. That being said, I don't think that means that San Antonio goes further in the playoffs than, than Houston. Houston could very well go to the finals. I just think in terms of the regular season, I think that's where we're at. I think San Antonio is probably going to hold them off and get the higher seed. Um, but again. And it, it all comes down to early strength of schedule for Houston. Yeah. If they can win games even when the team is not gelled yet, then that goes a long way. Right. I mean, if they've got to play San Antonio, Golden State, Memphis, the Clippers, if they got to play those teams early, then it, it might be a bit rougher go uh, if they don't gel immediately. Yeah. Um, well, beyond, beyond those teams, uh, we're looking at New Orleans. They can make some noise as an eight seed, I suppose. Um, Memphis. Uh, I think Memphis can play a bit of a spoiler this year. You think so? Yeah. Um, maybe not in the division, but... I look for them to to make the playoffs and maybe as the eight seed and uh, you know cause some consternation for the Warriors. Um, Not to be too coy or anything, but you know the Warriors are going to be the number one seed. That's just how it is. That's no, just I, Western Conference basketball, right? No, I I, I get that. Um, I yeah, not to spoil anything, but I I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I mean New Orleans, Memphis, they'll be in the mix for the eight seed, I believe. Um, 
And the Northwest, uh, I mean, we're talking about Oklahoma City and nobody else, right? You don't think Utah's going to stick around? They lost Gordon Hayward. You don't think that, you, you think that's too much? I think, I do believe that is too much. Um, so you're saying he was like 30 of their wins right there? <laughs> I don't know if he was 30 of their wins, but. Um, it was fun to have the Jazz back. Yeah. Uh, they still had Dante Exum, uh, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert. Um, so they, they they acquired Ricky Rubio. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team. They're just not. They're not what they were with with, with Hayward. Uh, well, Hayward. Yeah. I mean, um, so I, I I do not expect them to to challenge this uh, new and improved Oklahoma City team. Which again, you're you're dealing with the same thing in Houston. Yeah. Is Melo going to be okay not having the ball in his hands with a guy like Russell Westbrook on the court? Melo, I think, is a different story. I I think he for the longest time he wanted to be in New York. Then the owners crushed his spirit, <laughs> and yeah. all. And then all he wanted was to be out of New York, and uh, now he's out of New York. He doesn't know whether to be happy and and you know just shoot the ball all over the place or or to share. Um, I think he's going to have to share. Oh, he because, will. I mean, well, the ball's going to start in Russell Westbrook's he's hands. He's not going to have a choice. Um, I think I think Westbrook can can uh, dish the ball around when he when he feels the need. Oh no! I I mean Westbrook has wanted this. He, you know, the triple double thing was great last year, but he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, he wants to do that every game, but he doesn't want to have to do that every game. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot for one player. Um, yeah, I th- I think the the Northwest. I think it's their division to win. Uh, Minnesota made some great moves, made some strides. We'll see where they go. Still got Wiggins at the center. Brought in Jimmy Butler. I do like this Timberwolves team. Um, Low seed, six, seven, eight. Maybe, maybe they they will challenge for one of those. Um, I mean, it's the NBA. I mean, half the half the league makes the playoffs, so right. everyone's really challenging for one of those. Um, over in the Pacific Division, uh, as you said, it's it's Golden State's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the team that I'm interested to see how you know how things fall for them, the Clippers without Chris Paul. They've still got DeAndre Jordan. They've still got Blake Griffin. They added uh, they added Gallinari. They've got Patrick Beverly, uh, Marshall Plumley. They've still got Austin Rivers. Where does this team go without Chris Paul? They take a medium sized step back, not a Blake Griffin sized step, uh, not a Chris Paul sized step. That's a tiny step, right? Uh, but you know, a, a, a an average sized step back. Yeah. Um, and then the other team in LA, the Lakers. Everybody knows what they did in the off season. Yeah, they got Lonzo Ball, the player they wanted. Um, they've, you know, I don't feel like there that there was a player in this year's draft that is the immediate make your team a contender player. Fultz, you think that you think he does that? I thought it was Fultz. I don't think there was one this year. Um, but uh, you know, more more than that, they brought in Andrew Bogut. They signed Contavious Caldwell Pope after Detroit uh, took back the offer. Um, they still got Julius Randle. I still think we're looking at a Lakers team that's competing, that's closer to competing for the number one overall pick than they are for competing uh, for a title. Absolutely. I mean, it it's going to be a, a jumbled up mess at the bottom. They're going to be right in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, it's every year. There's you have no idea what's going on outside of the playoff race, and sometimes that's a more fun race to watch than the already decided one, two, three seeds for both <laughs> conferences. Right. Uh, so looking at the West as a whole, we're going to take four teams and talk about them, really. Houston, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Golden State. One through four, how do they finish the year? 
How do they finish the regular season? The, re- the regular season. One through four. Yeah. Golden State, uh, Houston, San Antonio, Oklahoma City. Um, and that's all by tiebreakers. <laughs> really? Yeah. The two um, through four is all by tiebreakers. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, for I'm just talking record, not necessarily playoff seating, because right. You know, the uh, the the loser of the San Antonio Houston uh, would be a lower seed. Yeah. Um, I like. I like it to go uh, Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Houston. Um, I know I kind of waffled on whether or not I thought Melo put them up into that next tier, uh, but the more the more I've thought about it, and the more I've I've looked at the team around them, I really do believe that they they actually are probably up in that level. Absolutely. Um, I don't think they're Golden State, San Antonio yet, but they're definitely on par with Houston. And like I said, I only, I, I do believe Houston's probably only going to finish a few games back. Uh, from from those two, so um, the only one I feel confident about is Golden State at one, two uh, through yeah, four. Yeah. San Antonio could be two, three, or four. Houston could be two, three, or four. OKC two, three, or four. Um, I'm ex- I'm I'm more excited for this NBA season than I have been in a long time. Um, I might actually pay attention to some games, listen on the radio. Yeah. I'm not I'm not at the point of of uh, of watching the games of of you know going through the the process of having to find a place to watch the games i've considered buying the nba league pass for a few seasons um i might pull the trigger on the spurs the the spurs only version of it um but we'll see have not made that decision i don't think i could go with the team only thing because well you're a knicks fan why would you well yeah and look i like to watch the other games just as much as i like to watch my favorite teams you know, I do believe that it would be perfectly okay for you right now to declare a favorite team and just completely abandon the Knicks since you have not followed basketball for 17 years. Would it be bad if I picked Houston? I mean, it would make things pretty interesting between you and me here on the show and, you know, in our personal lives, but I don't think it would be a bad thing. I think the the, the, the bad ones would be if you picked Cleveland or Golden State, you'd get called a bandwagon fan. I'm sorry, do people not choose teams based on the quality of those teams? No, but, you know. But my thing, I don't mind bandwagoning if that's how you got into the sport. But if you're switching from another team to root for a different team. I'm a fan of good play in the sport. No, I am too. But, you know, like there's on Facebook, and I'm sure people have seen it, uh, there was a picture of a kid who for a few consecutive years, pictures popped up on Facebook of this kid wearing the jersey of a Super Bowl team. Every single year, he'd go into the new season as a quote-unquote fan of whoever had won the Super Bowl last year. So there's, you know, there are pictures of him in like a Ravens jersey, uh, uh, a Seahawks jersey, a Broncos jersey. Those are the kind of bandwagon fans that kind of drive me nuts, where where you're, you're jumping from team to team every single year. Maybe he just really likes those specific players. Maybe he already had those jerseys. Maybe you don't know. Maybe, um, but I highly doubt it. No. Um, so if it, so, go ahead, Tom. Pick a new team right here. Right here. Right now. This is your team for life. Or until I use my one team change. Yeah, I don't think this counts for your one team change. No, uh, I don't want to be a Boston fan because then I'd be a Boston fan. I don't even like Chowda. Eric, you want to jump in on this too? You want to pick? You want to declare an NBA team for the season? Well, the the only NBA team I've ever followed at all was the Phoenix Suns, simply because I lived in Phoenix, so I would occasionally watch games. Um, 
So if I were going to follow a team, it would probably still be the Suns. All right. So I wouldn't. Do not that. really a change. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to uh, experience the joys that come with being a fan of a team that wins games, then the Suns are probably a bad pick. But the thing is, I really hate the Lakers still, and so can, it just can, seems natural that I should be a Suns fan then. You can be hate, a, you could be a Clippers fan. You can hate the Lakers, but that would feel like a bandwagon that situation. Was, so, although I, I, no, now would be the time since Chris Paul left. Now would be the time since they're trending down. People would be like, "What's, what's the matter? You didn't like Chris Paul?" <laughs> like, "Yeah, dude, I hated that guy. Who was he?" <laughs> Anybody with two first names, man, I just can't do it. I can't do it. All right, well. What's going to be, Tom? Pick a team now. The hell with it. Houston. <laughs> All right, Tom's a Houston fan, everybody. I'll go and get you a James Harden jersey after after the show. No jersey. I, I'm not a <laughs> basketball jersey guy. I'm not either. I do have I do have a Tim Duncan jersey, and, I mean, you know, you see me every day. Yeah. You see me wear it five, six times in, you know, what, 12 years? Always with an so, undershirt. Yes, always with an undershirt. I don't have the arms to... To not do that. You don't want to blind anyone either. That too. That too. So I picked Cleveland. You picked Boston. In the West, what's it going to be? In the finals. Who makes the finals against Boston for you? Bold pick Houston. Yeah? Yeah. Um, It has nothing to do with my having just picked them as my team. Right. I was going to say this from the beginning. I I don't want to pick Golden State because they're the trendy pick, and I think— Well, and it's, it's not so much that they're the trendy pick. It's that they're the pick. Right. Um, but I know if I pick San Antonio, everybody's going to call me a homer. But those are really the two teams that when I close my eyes and I picture I picture LeBron James pulling up for a jumper, it's either Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard in his face. Well, then just picture a Celtic. You know? Any not... Celtic <laughs> taking a jump shot. <laughs> Who's blocking? I, You know, for me, for me, I, I don't know. All right. I'm going to pick. I'm going to. I'm going to hedge my bets here. <laughs> I said Golden State's going to win the regular season. Yes. I expect them to be in the finals. Okay. I expect it. That's that's fine to expect that. They have not shown any indications that they're going to take any steps back. If they're not, it's a huge disappointment. That being said, I'm going to agree with you and say Houston. I think they are the closest. They are the they they are that just little step away and i think they took that step yeah i'm gonna agree with you and i'm gonna say houston i will say it it pains me being a spurs fan i would but i actually do believe it i would have said san antonio but they did not i don't know they stayed pat they didn't take any they 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 didn't move forward they didn't move back they did but look back the last season they were right there with golden state they were up by 25 plus in the second half before Kawhi leonard got injured yeah and that in that one game that he did play in in golden state they would have hung with Golden State that entire series, and I'm not convinced Golden State made the playoffs, made the finals last year if Kawhi Leonard stays healthy. And I know ifs and buts, but Kawhi Leonard is back and healthy. Yeah. Um, Although actually, he will not be playing in Game One. <laughs> but he's he's back this season. He's he's healthy going forward. Uh, they're they're just being overly cautious with him right now. He's back and healthy. But he's not playing. Yeah, no, he he's he's gonna be healthy, but they're they're just being overly cautious with him. Which hey, fine by me. You yeah, know? you're gonna need him later in the season. Right, right. Um, I mean, you need him all season, but it becomes more important when you're fighting for that uh, number two seed. Right. Um, 
Well, we've been going on and on uh, long enough, I believe. I know we did not touch on hockey yet, but... There's not a whole lot. There's a few surprises. It's uh, early. The, 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 like know, we, we said got, last week, it'll balance itself out. Uh, Vegas is still going strong. Yeah. Uh, uh, of note, Subban will start in goal for them against Boston. He already did. That was last night. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Last, Sorry, I thought it was tonight. And he won. I got. He did. Two to one. Now, yes, now that you bring that up, they did win two to one. I've so yeah, I I was so wrapped up with the Aaron Rodgers thing and the Cubs. Yeah, in the world, I I was blanking and thought it was tonight. No, tonight there's only one game. Yeah, and we can't watch. And it we can't watch it. Wings game. That's right. Um, That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so. uh, Vegas was they, they got back on the winning track. Uh, as did the Devils. Um, they are still atop that uh, Metropolitan Division, which I did not see coming. I did not think that at any point the Devils would be anywhere near the top of this division. Yeah. Um, there's only one team left without a win. It's the Coyotes. Hmm. Surprise. Um, and there are only two teams left without a regulation loss. The Senators and the Kings. That's um, that's a thing. Um, I mean, I, I, I told you the Senators would be good this year. Yeah. Uh, L.A. and Chicago lead the way with nine points apiece. A uh, handful of teams with eight points. Uh, I think you mean a bucket full. Yeah, yeah. There are quite a few. Um, there are ten teams of a full third. Well, not a full third of the league anymore, but a third of the league, nearly yeah. with eight wins or eight points rather. So we were going to end the show, but now we have to drag it out because Eric left, and we can't. Uh, we can't press stop on our own. No, we can't. Uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, we can. <laughs> that was a joke. I'm not. We can talk more. Um. No. Um. So. Looking, looking ahead, uh, you know we've we've I think gotten uh, into doing this towards the end of the show uh, each week. Um, on a look ahead, and not a lot in in hockey is getting me excited for the for the looking ahead. Um, but I do want to go to college football uh, here for a second. Um, do our looking ahead there. Um, number ten, Oklahoma State is on the road against Texas. Uh, Michigan State, number eighteen, uh, playing host to Indiana. Syracuse, fresh off uh, upsetting Clemson. They're going to try to make it two in a row as they're taking on number eight, Miami. I don't think they got this one. I don't think they do either. Um, two uh, two games that I think are going to they're going to occupy a lot of people's time around here. Uh, you got number 19, Michigan, at number two, Penn State. That's a big game. That is a big game. That's at 730 on ABC. Going up against... USC Notre Dame number eleven at number thirteen also at seven thirty that one on NBC. Uh, I'll probably be watching the Michigan game because I can't handle the Notre Dame USC matchup when they're both ranked. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm extremely excited for this game. I, I'm excited for both of those games. Uh, we will obviously we'll be making picks this week. Yes. Um, we are, didn't last week. There were some garbage games, and we'd have been no, wrong anyway. There were no t- top 25 matchups right, this week. Right, No reason to pick games. Uh, no, so we, We've got matchups this week. We'll pick them. Right. Um, now, looking ahead, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, today, Game 3, Astros-Yankees. Uh, we've got Charlie Morton going for the Astros and CC Sabathia I think the pitching going for matchup, the Yankees. It favors the Yankees. Today. I I do as well. They need to hit some balls. Yes, yes, they do. They need to do anything. I mean, good job on them holding that Houston offense to two runs in each game. Right. They, they just, need to get theirs going. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, Astros Yankees game four. Uh, Brad Peacock against Sonny Gray and Dodgers Cubs game three. You Darvish against Kyle Hendricks. I in the 
Astros Yankees game. Uh, that matchup, I believe, favors Houston. Uh, I believe the Cubs Dodgers matchup favors Kyle Hendricks. And I know it's you, Darvish, but the way Kyle, the way Kyle Hendricks has pitched in the postseason throughout his career, yeah, I got to say this matchup favors the Cubs. Um, tough. Those Dodgers, they they can just knock out some hits no, real quick. No, you know, I, I all agree. it takes is just one inning, and 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 they can uh, put you in a hole. No, I I agree. Um, and then going all the way to uh, Wednesday, sorry, going to Wednesday, Astros Yankees, Dallas Keuchel against Tanaka. Um, I expect Houston to, if they haven't already, finish the series by Wednesday. Yeah. Um, the the pitching, it's just it's too much. It, it's um, and then Dodgers Cubs, uh, Alex Wood against Jake Arrieta. If the Cubs haven't gotten it going by then, I think that's it. Good night. Uh, thanks, yeah. thanks for coming. Um, and then on Thursday we'll have Dodgers Cubs, um, and that will be back around to Kershaw Quintana. Uh, which if Quintana can last a little bit longer, I think is a wash the way he pitched in Game One. Yeah. Um, they just they need to. They need to keep those bats in check. I mean, you almost want to bring out your uh, <coughs> your fifth starter. I think in a situation like that, if you're down three games to one and Quintana can't last, you know, seven innings, six, seven innings, you almost want to bring out another starter instead of going to your bullpen because that's your back's against the wall. You need to get that win. Yeah, um, and that starter shouldn't be John Lackey. Well, no. Um do you guys have anyone else who's a starting pitcher? Uh, no. I mean, we've got the four that we've been running with, and the bullpen's been suspect. So, I mean, I I did pick the Cubs. I thought the way that they played against Washington, um, I really thought they'd be able to make a series of this, but it's been rough so far. I mean, they've been in it. It's not like they. Yeah, uh, it's not. They're not blowouts, but they it they haven't been exactly close either. You know, it's yeah. that weird in between ground where. One team starts running away with it, and then they get to the ninth inning, and they, you know, can't go any further. Yeah. Um, looking ahead, the NBA tip-off: Boston at Cleveland at 8 p.m. on TNT. Houston at Golden State at 10:30 on TNT. That's tomorrow. So we got the uh, both conference finals. <laughs> That's what a lot of people are thinking. Um, Wednesday, uh, you got Philadelphia and Washington opening up. Minnesota at San Antonio. Like that's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what Minnesota's got going for them right off the bat, yeah. or right off the tip. Uh, and Thursday, Oklahoma City playing host to the New York Knicks. Ooh, boy. So Carmelo getting a start pretty quickly against his former team. Um, Friday night brings us Boston at Philly, Detroit at Washington, uh, Golden State at New Orleans, very intriguing matchup. Um, Dallas at Houston, uh, it's always, you know, that's yeah. one of those rivalries. It's always going to be tough. Yeah, we didn't even mention the Mavericks. We did not. They're <laughs> they're rebuilding. Uh, Golden State at Memphis, Oklahoma City at Utah, and on Sunday, Minnesota, Oklahoma City looks to be a pretty good one. Um, so that's the that's the upcoming week in sports. There, uh, you know, we'll like we said, it's there's some stuff to watch. There's going to be a lot going on. There's also going to be some hockey going on. Um, not a lot of great matchups, as far as I could tell. Well, uh, looking forward to that. Until things shake out, it's going to be coin flips for most of these games, right? Um, and we'll uh, we'll we'll have the 
NFL picks up on uh, Thursday night to get prepared for that so you guys can check in on what's coming up there later this week on the Facebook page and Twitter. Well, we got to check, are, are there any college games that we're going to pick that are Thursday or Friday? There games? are not. I did I did look at that. There okay. are not. So, um, so we got to be careful. We missed that, uh, that one Clemson game. Right. Um, so, well, that has been it for us. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk sports at you next week.